Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to We Gotta Talk, where it's all about real talk on big topics. We dive into serious stuff here. We dive into fun stuff here. But most of all, we love a good detail. We love getting both sides of any story. And we love really, really drilling down on some of the most formative moments in our guests' lives. I'm really excited about today's episode because our guest is actually a repeat guest. She's that good. Uh, She's coming back to the show after her first appearance, which was literally when the podcast launched for, I think it's four plus years ago. Indy Lee is a skincare brand founder, a clean beauty pioneer, and most importantly, a woman with a really interesting and helpful story to tell. A doctor told Indy that she had a tumor growing on her brain and that she should get her affairs in order over the next six months of her life. But here we are over a decade later, well over a decade, and Indy is here to tell us how her powerful spirituality and belief in something greater got her not only healthy again, but also spurred her to create one of the most iconic beauty brands out there. It is a deep dive on spirituality, health, her own entrepreneurial journey, and of course, tons and tons of beauty gossip, which we are always here for. We really, really get into um, a lot of details here. Um, Her practice of Buddhism, her morning routine, her reaction to criticism of the clean beauty movement, um, the power of meditation, her thoughts on life after death, and how her own spirituality actually brought her through health issues in a really physical and mental way. She is a delight to talk to, and I cannot wait to share her story with you. I am so excited about today because we have a guest on who was, I believe, only my second interview ever when this podcast first started in its old iteration. Yes, Indy, back in, oh God, it might have been 2018, I think. I think so. It was definitely pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID by a stretch. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have Indy Lee Skincare, founder and clean beauty expert back on the podcast. Indy, thank, thank you so you. much. You're a return no, guest and we love you. Please. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. So I, I believe last time we chatted, we kind of covered everything, but I want to kind of go back and get the whole story again today because um, as everybody who who is listening knows, I'm a huge beauty fan and I'm a huge fan of, in particular, I know the word is coming under fire lately, but clean beauty, um, options that I feel just work a little better usually with my skin. So I want to dig into that whole controversy with you a little you bit, got it. but I do want to talk about you and your amazing story about how you came to found this line too, because I think a lot of people see this brand everywhere and it's, it's gorgeous and the products are amazing, but they're not aware of the very personal story behind it. So can you bring us up to it, speed? Of course. It's always so funny because for me, it's like, doesn't everybody know? And then I, you know, as I start to travel more, I, I people always say, oh my God, I had no idea. Or sometimes they even say, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were a real person. So it's so That's funny. So funny. Yeah. I know. So happy to share. Um, as you know, like my path into beauty was definitely not like linear. This wasn't something that I ever thought I was going to be doing. My background is in accounting and finance. I worked for HBO for a number of years, managing international finance, had great career and then realized I didn't really like accounting. So I left to spend more time with my children. And in 2008, I was diagnosed. Um, well, actually in 2008, I started to realize I, I couldn't open and close my hands. I couldn't get my my shoes on. And that's when I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. 
And I had built a greenhouse and a farm on my property and was really getting involved with the slow food movement, but I could no longer work on it because my arthritis was so bad. In fact, and you were young. I liked it 37. I think yeah, that's, that's so young. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. And I was so surprised because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not old. And you know, rheumatoid arthritis is not an old person's disease. In fact, um, over 50 million people have autoimmune diseases and 75% of them are women. And most people, it takes up to three years to get diagnosed, if not more. Um, it's a it's a real issue here in the U.S. If you can't tell, I'm very very passionate about autoimmune diseases um, because I'm actually on the board because of everything I went through. So I went on a form of chemotherapy for it. Couldn't work into the greenhouse. Try to figure out what I was going to do, and I started to make little products for my sister who was pregnant. And I didn't want anything potentially harmful going on his newborn tush. And so that's what I did. I just using ingredients, and everyone said that's what you need to do. And I'm like. Clean beauty was not on the scene back then. That's 2008. Mm -hmm. And then my life changed when I started to realize I wasn't able to see out of my left eye peripherally. I'm like, that's really strange. Went back to the doctor and he immediately sent me for an MRI. And that's when 45 minutes later, he called me and said, you need to come in. And I said, no problem. Happy to come in. What's up? And he said, no, come in and we'll talk. And that's when I knew something was really serious. And I was like, don't worry, I have the keys in my hand. I'm not doing anything but getting in the car, but I need to know. And that's when he said, you have a brain tumor. And I said, I'll see you in 15 minutes. And I always say this, and people are always so shocked. It was the most powerful day of my life. My children are the highlight of my life. Don't get me wrong. But the most powerful day is the day that I was driving, realizing that my life up until then was one where I was a passenger and not an active participant. You know, when you get a diagnosis like that and you get in the car and it's this beautiful day and you start driving, you start to like things come in your mind. And I didn't even call anybody. I just kind of was like, okay. I said, you know what? This is happening for a reason and something incredible is going to come out of it. I just have to allow it and lean in and have trust and have faith. And I, I was like, okay. And then that's when I was like, wow, I really need to start getting living because I was a check the boxer. You know, I need to have the kids. I need to have the career. I need to have this check, 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 check. But forgot the whole point of living was to actually live. And I swore in that car, 15 minute car ride that from every day forward from that point on, I would live with um, what I affectionately call the three P's, which is purpose, passion, and to be fully present. And that's why I talk so much about being mindful. Um, I can tell you 13 years later, and I'm still living every day with those three P's and I have never lost focus on that. What so, did your treatment look like, Indy, for the tumor? And, and how did you get through that? Because there's so much I want to get into yeah, about so, the, the power um, of the mind and how you were able yeah. to even have that perspective. Like that's not, that's not where I would start. I would not say, wow, this is an opportunity to live life. I personally I'm, I'm would be optimist. like, Okay. Wow. I need I'm to hang out with you more. <laughs> yeah. I'm an optimist. I've been a practicing Buddhist for over 22 years. Okay. So when I got to the doctor, I was like, okay, what do we have? And he was like, you're in such a good place. I'm like, something incredible is going to come from this. So let's get to it. And he said, I don't know. It does not look like cancer and it's not. And it wasn't. And then he said, but you need to go see some specialists. So off I went to all these specialists up and down the East coast, like, you know, NIH, um, Sloan Kettering and, you know, by and large, they would say, there's very little we can do. You need to get your affairs in order. You have six months. And I'd be like, nope, nope, that's not how this is going down. And then I went to my neuroendocrinologist. I'm like, how the heck is this happening? 
And that's when he said, you know, we're seeing more and more of these things tied to the environment. And um, I was like, well, okay, I eat organic out of my greenhouse. What are you talking about? And he said, yep, that's the environment. Let me ask you a question. What do you put on your skin? And it was like, boom, the light bulb. Wait, okay. People are telling me. We have to dig into this right now. So tell me, because everybody, and that's that's the big hit on clean beauty these days. Oh, well, you know, it, you know, a little a few parabens won't kill you. Sure, but when I hear out of the mouth of of a medical expert expressing concern, that's when my ears perk up a little bit too. Yep. And I know everybody's different and whatever, you know. Um, but I want to know what it was that he thought was impacting your health based on the skincare ritual. Yeah, skincare well, you know, it's so this was such an interesting thing because people weren't talking about this 2008 right. nobody was talking about this and i was like what do you mean you know and here i was you know my parents my mom's like oh you should create a baby line when i was at the shower and people are like and i'm like no 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 and then all of a sudden you know the doctor says well put you put on your skin you know and i'm like whoa and really that was the light bulb like oh my god that's what i need to do i need to create change i need to create awareness i knew there will by and large laws haven't substantially changed since 1938 this is not okay. Now, the thing of it is, nobody will ever know what it was. Right. There's no way. You can't. It's like nobody will know, you know, what causes, what specific things will cause cancer. But the fact that it could be something like phthalates, right, which we know are hormone disruptors. Um, you know, it could be just, you know, a toxic load. You know, my, he even said it could have been something my mom put on when she was pregnant. Wow. We just don't know. We're seeing babies born with toxic load. I am not a fear monger. That is not me. Um, but the fact that it could be tied to something as simple as what I was putting on my skin was enough for me to say, this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have any options. There were no options. Yes. I'm going to take things into my own hand. Yeah, I, I do think that's where your story differs and diverges to me. Um, you know, I think anybody can make any decisions they want when it comes to their personal care routine, anything in life, your politics, your beliefs, how you take care of yourself and others. However, when you have the option to eliminate things that maybe would stress you out, whether you're concerned about if they're safe Mm -hmm. for you or if they're, you know, I have a real strong history of cancer in my family. So I liked, and everybody's like, well, you know, if you use aluminum deodorant, it's not going to give you cancer. And I'm like, it probably won't. You're right. But one little thing I can make, even to make myself feel better, that, that, that to me is appealing because it it gives you that sense of control back in your life. You may not control the big picture. That's exactly it. For me, it's about I know the risks. I make the choice. Right. I am not looking to tell you you need to do this versus that. I just want to give you information so you can make decisions that are best for you and your family, but give you the information. Mm-hmm. So I believe that knowledge is power. So my hope is to create this line to educate and empower people to make a healthier decision for themselves, whatever that looks like. Hey, listen, I get my hair colored. My decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not always wearing everything clean. My decision. I'm not saying you, if you have that beautiful lit red lip that maybe is a conventional brand, but you love it and you feel when you put it on, you look amazing. Wear the dang lipstick. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know there are choices out there and you no longer have to sacrifice efficacy for beautiful products. And maybe maybe there's an alternative that might be might be safer. Yeah, I, I feel like the 
the cosmetic elegance of a lot of, and again, I'm using this term, but clean beauty products have come so far. And as a big consumer of this space, you know, I, when I was working in TV and we talked about this last time I did all my own makeup and I had horrible skin and I had to go through that journey through with doctors and facialists and then explore the holistic side of things Mm -hmm. because I wasn't getting results. So, you know, I, I have sampled just about everything else. And it's really great to see that the application and the, and the texture and the color payoff. Oh my gosh. I'm wearing all clean makeup right now. I mean, you would never. Do you, do you cringe a little though, when you hear the criticism or when you hear, I know it's big in the beauty world right now to kind of pile on that term of clean beauty. And I'm only using that because I feel like it's become a catch-all. And I I think we all understand that everybody defines those standards differently. And I think that's where it comes under fire is that everybody defines it differently. There is no regulation. And then you've got people who are fear mongering. Then you've got people who are trying just to do you know, um, class action suits because you're saying it's just, you know what? I, I will tell you this. I don't get involved with that drama. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't have, I don't have an appetite for the negativities. What I am doing, I feel very comfortable with. I feel very proud that my name is on boxes and the steps that we take. And I don't feel that people who are trying to use a cleaner product or even have used conventional, that they're going to feel that they're sacrificing anything by using our products. So if you have that opportunity to not sacrifice and not have questions, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. That's all, I, that's all I'm trying to do. And here's some information. That's it. I'm never going to bash a brand. I'm never, you know, I'm, it's just, that's just not who I am. And people say, well, there's, everybody's coming clean and everybody's talking about it. Great. The water's fantastic. Come on in. I love that. You know? I love that attitude. And you know, I, I like I said, you have a reason to feel the way you feel. And I think as as educated consumers, it's really important to decide where you land. And hey, if you land on mm-hmm. the side of all conventional, that's great. That's Absolutely. wonderful. There's a great that's your choice. And if you land on the side of all of the other cleaner, you know, air quote cleaner things, great. You just you have to be happy. Like you said, you control that's it. The you need to have control. You right. I just know there's some options and you right. have them. And you can mix and match. You can. It doesn't matter. Right. Who am I to play judge and jury over anybody else's life? Right, <laughs> I just want right. to provide some information for you to make that choice. Yeah. Well, I love it. I I don't think your approach and your branding. It's not preachy. It's not. We're better than. It's very. I, I mean, the aesthetic. Even. I'm just a huge Thank fan you. of of how you do it. So let's let's go to that now. Tell us what mm-hmm. is in your products that makes them different, or what you were going for with formulation that you think sure. really hit the mark. You know, for me, it's using some tried and true ingredients. Like, you know, I love glycolic. You know, I love, you know, squalane. Squalane. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I've been, I think I was the first brand that had a standalone squalane oil. I absolutely love that ingredient. Um, But then we'll also use some from new ones like Rambutan in our new retinol alternative cream that's using Rambutan and Powercrest and the power of those coupled with squalane. So for me, it's using some tried and true. And then also looking at what science and technology and green chemistry has come so far and working with some of the best formulators and chemists in the world. And then when people go, well, how do I know? You'll see that about 14 of our products. So almost half of our products are now Cosmos stamp certified. So that is through EcoCert or Soil Association. We use Soil Association and that is basically a global umbrella um, and it is st- not only it's a standard, but it's one where you have to be audited on a product by product basis. 
So, and this is an annual audit. So every one of those products that we have certified go through an annual audit and it's literally from farm to face. So even everything from the seed and how something is being farmed to how it's being harvested, extracted, distilled, manufactured, how the vats of the manufacturing are being cleaned all the way to you know end of life. And that is something I'm really proud of. And it's overseen by leaders in biodiversity and sustainability. So again, it's just giving people more information as to what we really do stand for. Tell us about the harvesting process and how you get your, some of your key ingredients. I know you mentioned sustainability and, and soil health has become a concern for people, not only in the cosmetic side of things, but in the farming industry too. And something that we are finally aware of is like how what we take from the earth impacts the rest of it. So tell us your efforts in that regard and sort of set you guys apart. Yeah, well, I think it, it goes back to exactly what I said, that that Cosmos certification, you know, making sure, and by the way, the farm has to be certified and annually right. audited that they're not, you know, that by people who have biodiversity and sustainability, um, you know, standards by which you're, you're farming so that it's either certified organic or certified natural. So you're not, you realize that they're not using harsh pesticides, that they are taking care of the soil health. So that, so those products, we know that every step, like mm -hmm. I just said, has been you know certified by you know and held to an EU standard, which is much higher than here in the U.S. in terms of formulating, mm -hmm. as well. But you know, sustainability and earth stewardship has always been a part of this company because I mean, let's face it, I started with a greenhouse in my backyard, you know, and I was growing certified natural products from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah, when I was doing farm and plants, that's how I did it was, you know, no pesticides, um, really looking at soil and biodiversity, health, etc. So to me, it, this is an extension. And I love too. a lot of your products are in glass bottles that are Yes, that are PCR too. So PCR glass. So what is PCR glass? PCR means that um, a percentage of them are, are post recycled. So oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So similar to what you're doing in plastic, you're able to do with glass too. I love that. Okay. Let's focus on some of the new launches. You mentioned the, um, it's not a retinol, but it's like a natural form of retinol. The yeah, it's a retinol, retinol a plant-based. Yeah. Okay. What is that? And I, I, we've all heard of the Cuchiol by now. We've all heard. Right. I like to think other. of it as, yeah, I like to think of uh, Rambutan as its cool younger sister. Okay. Um, it's the Gen it Z is, version of the Cuchiol. I guess. <laughs> but um, again you're getting all the benefits of a traditional retinoid product without any of the drawbacks like sun sensitivity and skin irritation. I of course wanted to try and have a retinol product, but I couldn't use it on my skin. It just was, I, and I don't have sensitive skin, but it caused irritation. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to provide something with that powerful of a punch without the drawbacks, I thought was such a cool thing. And then we coupled it with Paracrest which has um, just incredible skin benefits. It helps reduce the appearance of tension. So <laughs> it's an interesting ingredient to look up. Um, and then it has squalene and orange milk tree extract. So the four ingredients together really help reduce the appearance of fine lines while boosting the appearance of elasticity and firmness. And the squalene and the milk thistle help with um, moisture retention. And that's so just as good every night, right? That's every, not I use it every morning, every night. Oh. I use it twice a day. 
Oh, tell me more. Okay, so we can use this as because not going to sensitize yeah. us. <sighs> Absolutely. And what's even better is it is in a refillable. Oh, I love that. Okay. So it is our, it is our first entry into refills. Yeah, a lot of a lot of beauty companies are moving in that direction. I feel like that's a positive step as well. Like Absolutely. It, you know, you're keeping the outer shell of the container and then just getting the refill essentially. Mhm. Mm Okay, so you talked about daytime use of this product. Speaking of daytime, you also just came out with a new mineral SPF. If you follow me yeah. on Instagram, you guys know like I I love a zinc oxide SPF. I I except with the exception of a very few formulations, I react to chemical sunscreens and I just Me too. Yeah, my skin feels happy with the zinc oxide. So, um I the reviews are just incredible of this new SPF. So tell us like how you get it to blend, give us all the Yeah, details. you know what? It, of course, like with any mineral, it's 20% uncoated zinc. You're going to have of course, you're going to see that that white, right? cast, but then as you massage it into the skin, you'll notice it dries down cleanly. It's got a beautiful feel with squalane as well. It's just you know what? It's a gorgeous skin product, skincare product and gives you all those benefits of that sunscreen. I personally, for me, feel that it's, unless I'm, it's an active sunscreen, like an active day sunscreen. So it's got broadband protection and it's um, water resistant. But I will also say, I find it a little too heavy for my face. I know some people love it. I feel it's a great um, primer, but I personally found that for me, I'll use something that's a little bit lighter for my face on a daily basis. But if I'm outside gardening, this is what I'm gonna pick up all day. Okay, tell us what other face SPFs you love then, because I know you know a lot of people out there kind of combine brands or they want to like try new things. Walk us through not only your favorite products but your morning routine too, because I sure. want to hear how you get your day yeah. started. Absolutely. So for me, it's it's going to. I try to do a really good job of cleansing my face at night. Like I want to do a super job. I know that by the time I use like either my um, radiance renewal peel pad or a toner. And I go like this, there's absolutely, there's nothing on the back. So I know I did a great job cleaning my entire face. So in the morning, it's more about, you know, obviously getting in the shower, you know, washing my body. I don't necessarily wash my face because I did a great job that night before, but when I get out, I'll use the CoQ10 toner and I'll swipe mm -hmm. that all over my face, making sure that I'm removing any excess sebum or anything else that I might not have removed properly. Um, and then I go in with my serums. I am a Die hard stem cell fan. So I use our stem cell serum every morning, every night. And I also use our daily vitamin infusion because it has ceramides in it. So I love having that, you know, extra level of protection for my skin. And then it's got the squalane, it's got vitamins A, C, E. So it's a phenomenal product. And then I go in with my retinol alternative cream. And um, that's pretty much my skincare. I mean, I obviously I'll use eye serum and eye cream, the restorative eye cream too. And then um, I go for an SPF. I, you know, I'm always trying everybody's new formulas and stuff like that because I love to know, number one, give other founders right. like love and share. So I will try other brands. Um, and then I typically will use like, oh my gosh, I'll use Say, their Sun Visor, or I'll use... Um, Super Goop. I will also use, um, who else do I love? It's in my, I'm trying to think of the container. Um, oh my gosh. Um, um, the 11, the 11 Credo has oh, a brand. Yes. And some integrity. Um, Venus Williams brand. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. I've been dying so. to try that. Do you like it? I think it's like a serum yeah. texture, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So I'll try any of those. So I'll use one of those. I'm not like those don't seem to bother my skin. Mm -hmm. Or if I know I'm going to be really active, I'll be where I'll obviously wear our, our sunscreen. And then um, 
that's pretty much my routine. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and then I'm you're not a big makeup wearer. I like, as you can say, I'm wearing blush, and I have obviously eye stuff on, but that's about it. And you, I see you're back in the office now for people who aren't aren't watching the video version of this. And you were talking about how you're making the transition to kind of being back in the yes. office and doing things in that space. It's got to be nice. It looks like a really oh beautiful space. Oh my gosh. Space. I am, it's kind of exciting because outside my door are is like seven people. Um, so it's so nice. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know here. I am a weirdo. I must be a weirdo because I love go- people are like, I'm so I'll never go back to the office again. I'm like, get me the hell out of here. I want to go around. Yeah. I oh, like it office. Sure. Maybe not like six days a week, but it is not, isn't it nice? You're around people. I love it. I know. I love it. I love my team. I absolutely love them. They're phenomenal. And so, you know, it's why Mondays are my favorite day a week because of the yeah. week. So I get to spend more time with them. And um, it's really nice to just look at here and see this just phenomenal group of actually but today I think it's all women in the office. That's awesome. But That's awesome. it's just it's pretty cool. What have you learned about yourself since developing and starting and developing a business? Because you have been doing this for quite some time. And I think people who are going into the entrepreneurial space can mm-hmm. can get cold feet sometimes. So tell us some big lessons, but also what you learned about yourself going through this process. Um, I think the biggest lesson is it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Like I think people think, oh, I have this great idea and all of a sudden happens. And while that does happen for some, it's not the norm. So be patient with yourself, be patient with the growth. Um, I truly believe that it happens as it should because you need to be able to scale it. So remember growing quickly is not necessarily always the best thing. So just people to need to keep that in mind. In terms of what did I learn for myself, um, that I'm resilient. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would think that what I went through, I would have known that already, but I didn't realize it until recently. Just mm-hmm. with what we did with the pandemic and how we continued to, I hate the word now, but pivot throughout it on how we're going to get the brand out there, et cetera, that you know what, I'm more resilient than I gave myself credit for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting too, because I think of what we were doing when we were quarantining and we were all in home and I feel like your products and your line really lean into that sense of relaxation and stuff. I'm thinking like the body oil, you know, like, like, and, and the right. shower, um, gel with the blue, the blue top. Oh yeah. The sleep. Yep. The yes. Sleep, um, yes. Yep. And those are the things that I think of when I, when I, w- when I try to create a relaxing environment or have a moment to myself, it, to me, my self-care really centers around beauty and like self things that I can like physically experience the mm-hmm. smells and, you know, the textures. So. Sure. Sure. I think so. it's a sensorial experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for us, that's why we have the wellness products, you know, the body oils and the body washes, because we do want to have that sensorial experience and we don't have it in all of our, you know, face products, but you know, even look at a branding cleanser, which smells like strawberries. Mm-hmm. I want you to w- enjoy that time you're taking for yourself because that way you're you're more apt to not rush through it and take time for yourself there's this whole i don't know where it came from and i feel like it is shifting where people felt taking care of themselves was very selfish Mm -hmm. instead of realizing you can be of you can be of so much more service if you do carve out that time for yourself and i think people realize that during the pandemic i like to ask people this question and you can answer it how you will but um i think it gives people an idea of of who you are how were you as a kid? And did you stay the same person? As a parent, this interests me too, because the whole concept of nature versus nurture and how we're born and some of the mm-hmm. strengths that we have as children and how they actually end up 
leading us to careers as adults. So what were you like as a child? It's so funny. I just had this conversation with my son. Um, I was not this. I was very quiet, like very quiet. Mm -hmm. I, if, if you, if I was in a room, you probably wouldn't know I was there. Um, I would never have spoken out in public. I was very into studying. Um, I was very shy. I still am an introvert. So even though I can be out there with work, I still need that time for Mm -hmm. myself by myself to recharge. But I was more of a introvert introvert. And I thought I my job was just to check boxes of what I need to accomplish so that people would be proud of me. I don't know who the people were. And it wasn't until I got sick that I realized I need to flip that on its kind of <laughs> flip it over completely. And that's when I started to really be more passionate about what I was doing and understood like this is what I need to do. And Honestly, I feel like once you step into that place where you know what your purpose is, your life does change significantly because that's where that passion comes in. Yeah. And I have no problem getting on a stage with a microphone with thousands of people. I have no problem getting on live TV with God only knows how many people. I, it's so strange because if somebody would have said that to me when I was young, I'd be like, you are, I mean, I was the person who, if I had to speak up in front of class, like just speak up in class, I'd add hives. Presenting financials ever, at the end of every month to like the controller at HBO, I could barely speak. That's crazy. And here I'm like, hello. <laughs> I Yes, you would never know that. I mean, how did the people around you react to that? Because I, I found that when people have big life changes in their um, constitution or their personality changes as a result, or even how they show up in the world, some people who were close to them in their previous iteration can be like, whoa, like how did, how did people react to you when you have this it was awakening? Adjustment. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was definitely a significant adjustment for people because I was speaking up Mm-hmm. I was reprioritizing what my my life. Um, even when I was sick, it was very hard for my parents to understand why I was still joyous. Wow. It was a I I mean, there was one art I will never forget there was one time my dad and I almost got into blows because he just did not understand why I was going and seeing friends and celebrating life. And he just, he just couldn't understand. And I'm like, dad, if this is it for me, I want to have closure. I want to be joyful. I want to be happy. I don't want to think that the, how I spent my day was gloom, doom and gloom. And it's very hard for people to get that. Can I ask you a personal question? Because do you believe in an afterlife? What's your view on, what's your spiritual view on what happens to us? And I wonder, I'm wondering if that informed your sense of of joy in a really otherwise not joyful time. You know, it's so funny. Um, As someone who's been a practicing Buddhist, I believe that there's something bigger. I do believe in like a source. Um, But I don't know that I, I don't, I don't really have a strong opinion you know what I mean? Um, as I explore, like, what's after this? For me, it's like, okay, well, if manager, matter cannot be created or destroyed, so what then happens? That kind of energetic level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. But then again, I've seen ghosts. So, I mean, like, literally, oh. Wait, stop and tell yeah. me right now. I love this stuff so much. This is, like, my okay, bag. So tell me. I literally, my one day, 
my dog would not go up the stairs and was just crying at the bottom of the steps. And I, I was like, what is going on? And I go down, I go to go down the steps and I literally see this, this floating woman. I swear. I got the chills. Like, what was she wearing? Was it like colonial wear or something? Was it? (laughs) Oh yes. Well, as it turns out, she does live in the area. Um, and like, there is a whole ghost thing about, um, this woman in this, this, there's a whole book about ghosts in our area and this woman is in it. Stop it. What was her, what was, did she have her name was Mary tragic death or like, why is she still occupying this space? Yeah. She had some crazy, crazy death. Her name is Mary. It was so crazy. Cause all of a sudden that when I opened the book and I was looking at it, cause I was like, Oh my God, you know, there's ghosts, like the whole book about ghosts. And I'm like, (gasps) Ooh, but like, yeah, it feels so bad. So, so wait, like, who knows? Oh my gosh! Who am I to, Listen, I've I've had experiences. My husband, who is an attorney and the most logical person in the world, has oh, had his own so experiences. Many of those it's like experiences. Where I I'm do like, think, like when, well, well, it's interesting to me. I dabbled in Buddhism. I'm a practicing Catholic. It's a whole thing. But I have a friend who was uh, a practicing Buddhist, and she introduced me to the very basic theories and tenets mm-hmm. behind it. I did a lot of reading and I did a little practicing. And I do personally think that when you open your spiritual channel, whatever that is inside mm-hmm. of every human that feels that's sentient in some way, um, I do think you open yourself up to this, this experience. And in fact, you should check out this book. Um, it's called Spirited and it's by someone Ooh. Rosen. And it, she, the whole concept is we all have the ability to tap into connecting with energies beyond this dimension or this. Oh, I totally believe it. I'm pretty woo. I just, most people don't know that about me. I love it. But I am very woo woo. Um, But I am a very logical, I mean, I'm a CPA. I'm a logical person. Like A plus B, you know, that whole thing. It, It, that's how I live my life. But I have just experienced and seen too many things that I can't think that there's something bigger than me. I think it's I think it's the educated thing to acknowledge that we are so minuscule and our existence is important and relevant, but so small in the grander scheme. It just doesn't seem even logical to me to think that there would be nothing beyond this because it is a very egotistical way of viewing our small role in this right. universe to think that I a don't know. A thousand percent. That's, that's, that's so exactly how I, I look at it. Um and I definitely think that my Buddhist practice helped me get through that. Do you you still practice? And and what does that, how does that work into your day? Is that like a a mantra or a chanting or a, okay, tell us about that. If you're comfortable. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I meditate every morning and every night. I've, I've been practicing transcendental for years. And then I also chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo Mm -hmm. every morning, every night. How long do you do that for? Way shorter than I really should, but I don't beat myself up again about okay. it. Okay, so tell me. <laughs> so I'll I'm, hit it hard if I'm in a hard, difficult place. <laughs> I so love that. Like it, could, it could be 15 minutes. For, for people who aren't familiar with Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, tell us like what that phrase is and what it means and how yeah, you practically it's basically use it. from the yeah, Lotus Sutra. And so people who practice my sect of Buddhism, which is Nishiram Buddhism, um, you know, you have an altar where you have your gohanzen and you chant to it. And then you do like these prayer recitations every morning and every night. And then you chant Namiho Renge Kyo, which is really bringing forth your best version of your, of your life, etc. And then, I mean, I, there's so much information there. Um, but for me, it just helps 
it just helps me. It's like, you know what? It's, it's verbal meditation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, that's more than anything. But when I get, and I do it, I get into the flow and I've just seen miracles that I can't possibly have ever imagined. Like things I can't, they just don't make sense. Tell that me, I know it works. One? Give give us like a hopeful moment here. <laughs> oh well, I'm, I'm alive. There's one. <laughs> my God. I, well, I guess that you're right. That's the biggest success story of tapping into that power of spirituality. But I'll give you another one. Um, a year after I was diagnosed, a year after surgery. So for those being finished, I had surgery. I lived 13 years later, right? So a year after my surgery, I got my my um, scan back and I was told that my tumor hadn't grown substantially in size. And I'm like, what does that mean? My tumor was removed. I'm like, oh my God, they gave me the wrong person's result. Call the doctor up, blah, blah. blah. And they're like, no, this is yours. I'm like, no, I, I, my tumor was removed on April 22nd. And they said, yes, the second one. I'm like, what? So I was diagnosed with a second tumor, brain tumor. And, um, you know, for a while it grew and finally I was like, okay, I was getting complacent or worrying and I lost my, my path a little bit, you know, I was like, okay, don't get complacent. I know what I need to do. I need to like, you know, get back into my practice, know what's possible. Anyway, stop growing. Fantastic. Didn't have to have brain surgery again, which is a whole nother thing that was possible. And then two years ago, two years ago, three years ago, I went to the doctor and I said, I'm, I'm done with this. I don't need this anymore. I'm never going to get complacent. He said, that's great, but I don't suggest you do surgery. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do surgery, but it's going to go away. He said, no, that's not how tumor brain tumors work. And I said, well, maybe not for the average person, but I'm done. And he's like, okay, Indy, I love your spirit, but again, we just don't want this thing to have to grow because, you know, either it'll kill me or it'll take out my vision, et cetera. And I was like, it's not going to grow. It's going away. He's like, okay. I went for the, he goes, well, let's have this again. He called me back and guess what? Tumor shrinking. No explanation whatsoever, except for I know because I have a practice. Okay, wait, more questions. So what level of faith do you have to have? Because Indy, I could tell myself for 24 hours straight in a day that something was going to happen that I wanted to happen. But if I don't believe it at my core, it would be a waste. How do you, like, that's the switch I want to know how to turn on. How do you know how to actually test it yourself? Okay. Okay. okay, So you have to test it. So I've tested it before and like did the little things like, okay, let me test if this practice worked for me, right? So I'll never forget, um, we were ready to sell our first house. And um, every time it rained, it would rain. And like, it had a, a drain in the basement and down like we had a inner basement, there was a rock, right? So the rock was kind of half in their basement, half not. But when it rained, obviously, it's very hard to seal off. But there was like that pump at the bottom of our, it was a, the house was built in 1920. And we were having an open house and there was a torrential rain the night before. And I was like, oh my God, like we fully disclosed what happens, happens when it rains. But I was like, this is going to like, cause the, it'll even come down the stairs, you know, into oh. the basement. I was like, oh my God, we're going to have, I mean, it was like torrential, torrential storm, lost power, the whole thing, the day before the open house, dry as a sieve. There was, it's, 
it's never happened like that. Like I could water the plants and it would still come in. So what were you just telling yourself? Like, were you living in a state of it's not going to happen and you really believe it? And how do you actually really really believe believe it it, though? You just have to do it. I mean, is it with practice? You have to do it. I was like, all right, I'm going to test this. I believe this is possible. I have the power to do this. And like, there's no way. I was like, okay. And it's just little things like that. Like the doctor said when I was pregnant with um, Emily, I went into labor with her at 20 weeks. And they said, you know, there's no way you're going to be able to handle this. There's, you know, we need to prepare. I was like, nope, (laughs) that's not going to happen. You have always had 37, 37 weeks. I kept her in. Oh my gosh. Jacob, 37 weeks. I went to labor at 28 with him. So it's like, I have tremendous faith in the power we all have within. Right. If we get really concrete of what we want for ourselves, and as yeah. long as it's not doing harm to anybody else, I'm sure. okay with me saying, I'm going to keep this baby in. This baby is going to be fully cooked. I cannot wait until I meet this child at 37 weeks. Like do that. Like be specific about it. It, it sounds Very like specific. in a roundabout way, like, I mean, it, it, this is why I believe in relation to spirituality and religion, I always say all roads lead to Rome. Any religion or belief you have leads you back to this sense of, of faith in the sense of belief and practicing the faith of, of positive energy or whatever it is, whatever you call it. It just all intersects to me because I'm hearing you say this and this could be what a, you know, what a Christian person calls straight up faith. And it could be, Absolutely, you know, what, when I was yes, raised yeah. and Jewish and then became Buddhist. So it's like, I right. haven't seen it all. And I think it's all the same for me. It's just having an unwavering belief in the possibility of anything and being very concrete. Like I've always said, you know, if you want something really badly, you know what you get more wanting. Okay. Wait, tell me more. What do you mean? Like, so just, you got to take oh a my step God, I want this. Well, yeah. What are you putting out to the universe that you want something? What are you going to get more wanting? I need something, which means the absence of if you come from a place of whole and enjoying, what does it feel like if I had exactly what I'm saying? It's very different than the feeling of longing for something. That's so interesting. So you're living in the abundance of enjoying mm-hmm. that conceptually rather than the scarcity of, I don't have it yet and I want it so bad. Right. Because guess what? That's what you're putting out there. <sighs> so, okay. Just, uh, I can't, I could talk to you about this all day, but I have to ask you just one real world example. Yeah. Say, say I'm a business owner and I'm making, I don't know, glasses, right? I have my glasses here. Um, and I really want to be that startup that kicks ass. And I want to be the one that gets the next round of investments. So what is, and I'm thinking to myself, I really want my presentation to go well. Is that not, how would we word it to make it come from the place of potential abundance, right? Like word it for us. Right. Give me practical. So tips. excited that this, this was the most incredibly powerful presentation of my life. So you're my looking gosh, at it I as if it, it happened. Okay. That okay. was, yeah. Like, okay. wow. I cannot, I, I am so excited to be in this moment. Like instead of saying what's there, you have to be in a place of feeling that feeling that you want. Gosh, I need to practice this. That's at least what I do. I mean, right. I can't I I can't speak for anybody else's experiences, but I can tell you from mine, number one, I'm alive. You're you're well, a testament to your own your own faith, no your own reason. practice. That's it. There's I, there's just so many things I can't otherwise explain. So it works for me. 
but I also believe in putting good things out to the universe, being there for other people. There's so much grace and giving to others. And of course I'm here and they're mowing the lawn right outside my window. I was like, oh, we can't hear. Don't worry. It's all good. Listen, I'm in my office and there's three children running around screaming. Um, okay. Before we let you go, because I'm taking up so much of your time, but I am just fascinated by you as a person in addition oh, to the things you. you've done. Um, I want you to just run us through, like, give us your top three Indie Lee products. Someone's maybe new to the line. They're interested in yeah. trying. Tell us where we can start and what we can expect from each. Absolutely. I always say go with the top, like our big, what we call the big three, which is what we're known for. So we're known for a brightening cleanser, which is a facial cleanser, a makeup remover, but you can also use it as a gentle exfoliating mask because it has um, lycopene from tomatoes and strawberry seed oil. So great, and it smells like strawberries. So great multitasker. Um, my mother who is 76 loves it. And my, you know, 13 year old nieces love it too. So, you know, it's like everybody. Then I would say the CoQ10 toner because I sell more toner than I actually could ever have imagined. And so I know it's, it's so just good. one of those products everybody loves. It's There's no alcohol in it. It's jam-packed with CoQ10, the mother of antioxidants. You've got hyaluronic acid, so it's really bringing moisture to your skin. So that's, and it smells like a cocktail. It's delish. And then I would say our squalling facial oil. One ingredient, your body produces squalene in abundance until your mid-20s and then production decreases. And ours is 100% olive-derived. So it's from one ingredient and it is Cosmo certified. I love it. The CoQ10, I, I, I just recently bought a big bundle of something at Blue Mercury that had the full size in it just because I yes. was like, this is in it and this is what I'm after. And I ended up, I don't know if you guys ran this promotion, but there was some company and it was a, like a spray the bottle. little one. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, so refill I refill it. it. I refill it fantastic. I That's love it. Exactly. Yes. And I travel with it. And I know because I hate to travel without a tone or something to just like use that, get that last whatever. Um, so especially yeah. with like different waters and whatnot, right. I just want to make sure I'm removing everything. Right. Right. It's amazing. So, okay, guys, we'll list, um, these products and show notes. We will give you all of the things that we amazing. discussed as far as books and other resources. And thank you for like getting deep with me, India. No, I love it. I love that I get to bring out my woo here. This is great. <laughs> it's not well, listen, it is a wonderful thing. I love the energy that you it you thank clearly you. bring to your workplace. And I, I thank you for sharing a little bit of that with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sunny. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow along on Instagram at Sunny Abatta, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. All of the latest blog posts are at wegotatalk.com slash blog. 